Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. So much happening and so much developing right now in our region, across our region, across the nation, here in Philadelphia. You know, there's a 71-year-old man speaking out, shot while defending himself, he says, telling his story. This is the Philadelphia experience. Overbrook residents just want to stop the violence after the shooting death of a 14-year-old you know, neighbors there reacting and just reeling after the death of a teenage boy. We had more, at least seven, eight people shot over the weekend. And, you know, it's, it depends if you count since Friday. But, oh, my goodness, you know, people injured, people shot, people killed, including the youngest victim, 14 years young. Then we have this crazy story of police getting the call. Gator, Gator sighting in FDI par- FDR Park in South Philadelphia. So we'll have an update on that one. This morning, uh, tough conditions for Philadelphia firefighters as they try to put out this huge fire that they're called to. And hoarding is one of the complications that we're hearing about. There's another story that has gone viral as far as a local comedian and now his job threatened at WHYY. Why? What's he laughing at? What does he think? is so funny, and does he not have the right to freedom of speech? So all of these stories certainly making headlines and the news in Philadelphia this morning. And, of course, you'll hear from former President DJT, Donald J. Trump, speaking out as the headliner at CPAC. But why is it that even Trump joked about the fact that the room was half full? And what does that mean? What ramifications? Uh, does that have also we have so much happening with tomorrow tuesday yes governor josh shapiro a democrat from this area pennsylvania's governor fairly newly elected as you well know he's giving his first budget address so we'll break that down moving forward and what's happening with governor shapiro what's he's what is he saying as well there's an important court appearance that's happening an accused cop killer the killer of Sergeant Fitzgerald, Temple University campus, is set to appear in court tomorrow morning. And so we'll have the latest on that as well. And then Thursday, President Joe Biden unveiling his latest budget, talking the talking uh, budget and money. But why is he coming here to Philadelphia in particular? Democrats love Philadelphia. Why? Because Philadelphia delivers. 
in a partisan way, right? They can count on us. And so we are, we are one of the big reasons that Pennsylvania turns blue, turns out the blue vote. So we'll talk about that moving forward. And we also have word that uh, Temple faculty, and we've been reporting this daily for about a week now, Temple faculty, the union, expecting to hold this no-confidence vote today for the relatively new uh, president of Temple University. So will that happen? I've been saying this how many days, so don't hold your breath. But they're expecting that no-confidence vote may happen today, and if it does, they'll hold a news conference. And don't worry, we've got you covered. So much happening. I'll begin with, um, actually, I'll begin with, what's the latest from uh, Deanna Durante of NBC10? So she's talking about Montgomery County, a teacher's aide there, actually saving a student's life because there's so much bad news of the day and over the weekend. But I want to begin with this story. It's the story of a local hero doesn't get enough credit, certainly, when these things happen. And you think about the tragedy that could have unfolded. But thank God for this Montgomery County suburban teacher aide who's getting some love from all of us. So listen in. NBC 10's Deanna Durante reports. I was like, oh, I can't breathe. Oh, I can't breathe. And so I like put my hand against my neck. It was a piece of candy Lydia Malloy had likely eaten hundreds of times before. But yesterday, in English class. It accidentally went into my throat. I was actually outside of the door. At the time, she was holding her throat. I said, can you breathe? And Or, you know, can you breathe? Can you talk? And she said, no. So immediately knew that we had a choking incident. Students knew something was wrong, and Lydia's teacher stepped in. But it was Miss Parker who came in and took charge. I did the Heimlich maneuver. I've never done the Heimlich before, but I have been trained in CPR uh, for many years. I am a foster parent. Trained in CPR since the sixth grade, Parker says she kept her certifications up all this time. I'm really happy about it. I'm really glad she was there. Our lives could have been devastated in an instant, and instead, Miss Parker was there. And while the attention is a bit uncomfortable, Parker says it's worth it. If one more person goes for proper CPR, life-saving training. I can't say it enough. Everyone should be CPR trained. You never know when and anything can happen. Anything can happen, but kudos to our favorite teacher's aide. Just wanted to start out a little more positive as we go through the day's news with um, six people, you know, murdered, essentially killed in the city of Philadelphia over the weekend since since we last talked on Friday. Hi, Dawn Stensland here. You can find me on Twitter at Dawn Stensland. If you want to sound off, 855-839-1210 is the number to call. Let's get to the story of, this is a, a big story that certainly has gone national, even international. We're learning more about this middle-aged mom who went off, and this went viral, when she goes into a very popular pizzeria and Italian restaurant, sees that the television that's playing is a Spanish-speaking TV show, apparently, and this triggers her. So we learned over the weekend, the latest is that she's facing some ethnic intimidation style charges and a fine or a fee by police. This is Hatboro, the suburbs. And we're learning more about the woman at the center of this who has apologized. But do you think that the police should now and the courts should take over in charging this woman? 
I'll tell you a little more about her that I've I've been able to learn about her. She, for example, has claimed that she has been battling cancer. Does that make a difference? We don't know if she has some some medical or medication type issues because many people, as they were commenting on this video that went viral, um, you couldn't help but notice that some of the speech was slurred. So was she under the influence of, of some kind of a substance, perhaps a prescription medication? We don't have that information, but we do know that she was in fact charged, charged with a crime, ethnic intimidation among the other charges, and has spoken out about this. So let's listen in. This is a 6ABC reporting on this from Hatboro. This is obviously a Pennsylvania suburb. Police used this video as part of their investigation. I don't want your food. Why won't you give me your credit on my credit card? You're calling me racist because I am white. Why? Officers were called to Amy's Pizzeria on the 300 block of South York Road in Hatboro last week. I'm waiting. I got my card right here. All right, please hear now. Right here. Right here. What's going on, Hi. The woman in this video who police have identified as 55-year-old Rita Blue of Hatboro has since been charged with ethnic intimidation and harassment. And she's videotaping me. Yeah, because yeah, you're racist. You're, you're racist. No, yeah, no, you are. You're a victim. You're racist. You're a victim. I'm not a victim. When we viewed the video, it was really over the top. Um, it was a racially fueled uh, profane rant um, directed at uh, their heritage. And um, it's not going to be tolerated. The owner of Amy's Pizzeria is now speaking out after a week of outpouring support. We got calls from everywhere. South America, um, Europe. That was unbelievable. The rant went on for several minutes, but throughout it all, Omar remained calm. I was angry, but I'll explain that. It's, uh, I just want to be like them. You know, I was not expecting things like that. Like I said, all, all my customers, they're really nice people. They come over here, they say hi. I never seen that before, 10 years, and that, that was the first time. Prior to the incident, customers say Amy's is a staple in the community. Now, people are traveling from all over to show their support. Us Latinos can come out and support them. There's so much hate in the world going around right now, so you got to support them and try to change the world by showing, like, hate won't win. And I think that the truth is, hate did not win in in Hatboro. But we know that, in fact, uh, the DA there in the lead prosecutor, Montgomery County's DA, Kevin Steele, as well as the Hatboro police chief, uh, James Gardner, they announced that this woman is charged with ethnic harassment and intimidation and that she was issued a summons. Now, we don't have the court date yet that has not been scheduled as of yet but they said that this rose to the occasion of intimidation or ethnic harassment and so they wanted to level a charge i don't know the fine that uh, ms Ballou would face but as far as mr quinones it's important to say that he wasn't necessarily all along he was not necessarily supporting charges he never asked for any charges and had said that he's a citizen, he's a business owner and a worker, has been in the community for about a decade, and just thanked everybody that he has received this incredible support from people all over the world. And this did go viral and on, on social media as we have been talking about. But does it, you know, it was awful. If you, you, you heard us play it here last week, we talked about it, 
But does it make a difference that this woman has said that she is battling breast cancer, apparently, and that her father, who turns out to be a a decorated war hero, uh, was actually um, hospitalized. She had family members in the hospital, but she has said that she's profoundly sorry, that she's a, a racist, that she's not a racist, she has said, and alluded to the fact that maybe she has some mental health issues. So let me know if you if you think she should be forgiven, that the police should have been involved. The police were called by somebody, one of the employees, or we don't know, maybe a customer who was standing in line as this woman was demanding the fact that she, she get a, a refund. But it, it strikes me that Mr. Quinones, Omar Quinones, was the first to say, first of all, when he was interviewed, the first thing he said is, please don't try to look up this lady. Mm-hmm. Please don't be mean to her. I mean, he, out of all of this, what a kind soul this yeah. man is, right? Yeah, I mean, just a class act. Yes. And, and like, to your point, this, I think this toes the line of, is it free speech? Is it hate speech? But, mm-hmm. I mean, she wasn't really threatening him directly. I guess all of those comments kind of came out of her frustration for not getting a refund. Um, but like you said, I think the fact that at least police are looking into it, if it's something on the books, if it is able to be prosecuted, but at the same time, I mean, he's handling it the way anyone should and all the support. Like he said, he got calls from South America. He had people from all over the state visiting to support him. And, and like some of those, uh, consumers even said, just supporting this business and showing them that hate won't win, I think is a really good thing. And, you know, generally, as much as this is kind of a sad story, I think when things like this happen, unfortunately, it actually does make us realize what's important and helps people come together. So, yeah, now, apparently, so apparently she comes in, I don't know if it was a takeout order that she had pre-ordered because the food is right there. And then she's she's triggered, I guess, by the Spanish language program playing on the TV, which nobody else is triggered by. Well, and I wonder, too, because, well, even me, I grew up uh, working at some pizza shops. My buddy, his dad, straight from Italy, he only has the Italian channel on, which I guess at a pizza shop, that's a little expected. But what's the difference then if it's Spanish? I mean, and on top of that, you he was mentioning he has been in the community for 10 years. Right. If you know Amy's, if you live in that town... She knows the guy that owns it is Hispanic, and he he enjoys putting on their programming, which it's, you know, I've never, I grew up in a lot of pizza shops that have different situations like that. Uh, I've never heard anyone lose their mind the way she did. No, and and the good news here is Mr. Quinones said the same, that he's been in business 10 Mm -hmm. years. He's never faced something like this. But she says in one part of it, give me my money back. I'm not giving my money to some illegal immigrant you got spanish on your tv that's a bleep that's a bleep you to americans dude and so then she's giving him the finger yeah it's kind of a bizarre the the rant itself is a bizarre situation i will just say this this woman has come out she i'm not focusing on her name because i guess she had threats herself and the unfortunate thing that the owner talked about was that there were people looking up on social media and finding a woman who looked similar to her or yeah. women in the yeah. suburbs. Oh my goodness. And, and threatening like random blonde haired women <laughs> for moms from the suburbs. And so this poor man, Mr. Quinones had to speak out on that to yeah. say, please goodness, 
you know, don't start harassing people. Just thank you for your support, but don't anybody threaten anybody. Yeah, just go buy pizza. Like, stop <laughs> turning into a criminal investigator. Like, we, we get it. Let the police handle it. Like, I mean, we're sitting here debating if it's even a chargeable offense, but let the police handle it. Bottom line, yeah. this uh, uh, the social media, I, I understand wanting to hold people accountable, and I, I appreciate it, but when it gets to that point where you're just going after anyone and everyone that looks like someone in a social media video, it's we can't yeah. live like that. So we'll we'll continue to follow it. The fact if, if that, you know, it sounds like if she's fighting cancer, if that, that's being reported, she's being quoted as saying that she had a sick relative. I mean, there are a lot of reasons to feel sorry for this woman, even though... It was, hor- Let, let's just say it, it was horrible. It, you know, it was awful. We all agree. But 855-839-1210, if you want to sound off as far as, do you think that they should have, char- or, or were they forced? In other words, again, nobody from the restaurant ever asked for any kind of charges. And I think that's an important point to make. So I would say to the employee who photographed the whole thing, Kudos to that young teenage employee who was a girl who said, no, I'm not Hispanic. I'm whatever, you know, I'm a white girl or something. And so, you know what? Kudos to that teenager standing behind the owner who had the chutzpah, if you will, to say, no, lady, you're wrong. I'm a white Mm -hmm. teenage girl. And I'm telling you, you're out of line. And I'm putting this online. Let's see what people think. Good for you as a, a young, we always, you know, how many times, Anthony, do we, Say, oh, the youth of today. Mm-hmm. You know what? This te- hardworking teenager has a job after school, right? And and stood up for her employer. Good for her. Yeah. And I mean, that's that goes to show you, I think, a lot of the times we always paint with a broad brush, yeah. whether it's young people, old people, conservatives, Democrats, whatever it is. But I mean, in situations like this, I when people are faced with, with a challenge like this in person, yeah. it's just nice. A lot of the time, people just stand behind their phone and say nothing. So it is cool to see the employees sticking up for the owner, especially, I mean, you never know. Yeah. A lot of these pizza shop owners do a lot for their employees. Yeah, so. that's true. That's a great point, Anthony. Well, look, if this woman, if she's fighting cancer and had, maybe there's there was some medication or some issue going on, I hope for her that she gets the help she needs and I, I wish no ill will on anybody, but sometimes in life, folks have to, um, you know, see themselves on video and say, wow, that's that's not me. And that sounds like what is happening with this woman. So maybe it's a chance in life at, at redemption and hopefully some healing. Speaking of uh, after years of COVID, I do want to highlight for you when we come right back, what's going on in one suburb in particular that recently has voted on a new policy that says, yeah, you can zoom it in, remote work and the future of remote work. And this is post-pandemic because we know that a lot of companies went to remote work. So this is not necessarily hybrid. Uh, This is a, a local county where they employ a ton of people saying that if you want, you're going to be given the option of working offsite 100% of the time or have a flexible arrangement. So we're going to tell you which local suburb that is and get your take on it right around the corner. And then the story of this local comedian garnering a lot of support fired from WHYY. What's up with that? What was so funny or not funny? And why was this local comedian fired? 
That and so much more happening right here on The Dawn Show. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. So I'm retweeting, retweeting uh, Sue Pabarici's tweet just uh, sent out in the past few minutes. Sue says, I'm not buying. The woman at the pizza shop was on medication and has cancer. Drunk people show their true personalities. Some are funny. Some get ugly. That's who they truly are. So, Sue, you know, you're right. That's what... I think when we first talked about this, I had said, I was at the, because um, my wash machine, oh, it's, they're waiting on this part, and so I'm going <laughs> to the laundromat in Roxborough, as it is right next to a bar. I haven't, I haven't gone to the bar, but I might end up there, by the way. <laughs> I would, yeah. <laughs> but there was this guy, what was his name, Gary, and he sees me, and like I'm carrying out all these bags of laundry, and he's like, let me, he's just wasted. He's like, let me help you, and he was such a sweetheart. And I was like, "You're so. I really appreciate you. Thank you, Gary. I was afraid he was going to like stumble and fall. He was a little liquored, but um, but I think Sue's right. Like Gary's, that's his personality. He's genuinely mm-hmm. like a sweet person. And so when he's drunk, he's really, really. And he's like, "What's your name? <laughs> you know, I, I know what Homer. I was helping this poor woman out. <laughs> She's coming out of the laundromat, Homer. Oh wow." <laughs> I know her from TV. <laughs> but yeah, you you are right. And I've I said this before. There are certain people I like being around when they're drinking. That's there are true. other people. I mean, avoid them like the plague. <laughs> some people just get very nasty when they're drinking, and that's just not the way to be. That's true. Yeah. But she's saying the medication thing is not, you know, she doubts, does the woman really have cancer? Or I, I, I don't yeah. know. I'm just reporting what what is out there and like i say a lot will probably come out you know in the in the courtroom even if she's telling the truth like what is is that a way to live to just spread hate like that because you're so upset about your own situation like uh, i don't know i mean either way either way this says um what's this one is this about us maybe you should address this directly since you are the new person in charge of smoking on the subs, this has something. To, oh, this is another one. Smoking on the trains. Yeah, everybody's triggered about all the train stuff too. That's going on. But I was actually just talking about the the lady in the burbs, who um whose dad turns out to be this decorated war hero and somebody kind of famous. Because remember, she started talking about her family goes way back. Mm-hmm. That part was true, and so that's I think part of the problem. 
that there was a lot of truth within what she said with the family. So then you think, well, if you have the capacity to speak about the history of your family, then is the part where you were like saying really hateful, racist, horrible things, you know what I mean? To say, oh, that part's not true. Anyway, we'll talk more about that. Um, there's so much going on today, so I want to get to all of it for sure. But let's talk about what else is going on in Philadelphia and beyond. I want to get to this Chester Chester County stories, and that's I've been teasing this, talking about Chester County. They have the um, you know the big meeting, and it's a three member panel that makes the decision. So obviously, we're what now four technically four years post pandemic. And counties like Chester County had gone to some kind of remote working. At first, it was 100% remote, then some hybrid um, type working. But now they're saying that, yeah, in Chester County, if you actually, if it works out for your job, that you can work remote and stay working remote as you have been, you're allowed to in Chester County. So earlier we talked about with uh, Greg Stocker and Nick Kale. Greg had found this study saying that more and more people in the UK are doing all these studies and partaking in all these studies, and they're finding that it actually works, that people have less stress, people are happier. But now it looks like in Chester County, it's official that they've now voted that, yes, you're allowed to remote work if that's your thing. So the county is continuing to do that years after the pandemic. And what they're saying, one of the quotes was, well, if it's if it's not broke, you know, why fix it? But this is a formal policy with a set of rules for the future of remote work in all of Chester County. So it's a three-member board voting unanimously that has adopted this overall plan that allows but does not require that certain positions will be given the option of working off-site 100% of the time or that you would have some kind of a flexible deal that allows you in the office maybe Tuesday, Wednesday, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever. And so what about first responders? What about those county employees whose job does not allow you to zoom it in, i.e., you know, sheriff's deputies at the county, anybody who works in the, in the county justice center? What about those correctional officers, Chester County Prison, what about uh, telecommunicators at the County Department of Emergency Services so that you can call 911? What about nurses and aides who work at the county level? What about all those first responders, right? So we're told that because obviously they're first responders, they can never zoom it in and they never have. So apparently they're going to be given some additional benefits. What does that mean? I tried to look that up. I guess they get two or more days off a year, this doesn't seem like equity to me. Two days, that's it. And they're calling it soft compensation for their on-site requirements. So if you're in law enforcement, if you work for emergency services, if you are a nurse or an aide, I don't know if I have one of those jobs, I want to look at how much they make. I'm applying for another, a different job. I mean, just think about then just your, I mean, do they get company cars? I I don't know. I just think, wow, you have to drive in every day. You have to be in person every single day and your hours, you must be accounted for, but you have other people who are county employees 
who I'm sus- suspecting some of them are pretty well paid. I'm just, I'm just thinking this. Here's my take on this, in all honesty, that if you want to take 100% to work off-site, that is a huge perk. You don't have to deal with commuting. You don't have the cost. You don't have the wear and tear, all of that. I'm thinking that you have to agree to the fact that your pay uh, gets frozen, especially at the higher managerial level. I'm sorry, but I I just don't think this is fair because some of the highest, the, what this means is some of the highest paid people within Chester County, and I'm, I'm ju- I just saw this this morning, so I will look into it. But good for you if you can, if you're allowed to zoom it in, good for you. But on the other hand, I did look up, you know, what about the percentage of county government employees? County government is among Chester County's top 10 employers. You're talking about a ton of people who are now allowed to zoom it in unless, of course, you have some kind of emergency services within your job. You're not getting a raise. You get two lousy days. Give me a break. I, to me, I, I don't think that's fair to those first responders. I don't think it's fair to the taxpayers. In my humble opinion, if I lived in Chester County, and I have a ton of relatives who live in Chesco, I'm just saying this should be put to a vote, to an actual vote. Because, and, and we'll see. I mean, what they're saying is, hey, you know, the services were not impacted. Really? Taxpayers pay for your salary. So I, I just have a lot of questions about this. And my concern is that this is Chester County saying, oh, it's working for us. Well, how do you make sure that people are still accountable while they're zooming it in, number one? And what checks and balances do you have at that level? That's number one. Number two, my concern, of course, is now Delaware County, Montgomery County, Bucks County, and yes, Philadelphia County. They're all going to be looking at this, saying, hey, they did it. This is a great idea. And so we, the taxpayers, still pay and pay for the pay raises and whatever medical and pension and all these different benefits and perks that BTW, none of us got. We all had to take pay cuts during the pandemic, right? We all have to pay for the parking. We all have to pay for all of these different expenses and commuting expenses in the private sector. And we as taxpayers are the taxes going down? Heck no. So to me, I think, oh boy, this is a trend that I really, I don't think is a good thing for us. I don't see, what do we get out of it? Um, I, don't, I don't see this as a benefit for taxpayers. I'm just saying. It really but, pisses me off. <laughs> I would never rant like that. <laughs> yeah, she's another high-paid uh, bloviator, right? That's the... Uh, Teacher's head, Randy. Join the club, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, 855-839-1210. You can sound off. Maybe you disagree, but we're coming right back, right here on The Dawn Show. Do you know who this woman is? Oh, I'm going to be triggered here. Her name is Pramelia Hayapal, and she's a progressive. You know what she, she tweeted out? Women's History Month must include trans women. That's her tweet. Yeah, yo, Pramila. If you have a penis, you're not a woman. Okay? I'm a woman. I don't know why our month is March, by the way. We get this lousy... The only trans that should be celebrated in March is the transition to spring. Whoa! 
but that's baloney. No, <laughs> Women's History Month. Why? Why do we always allow this as women? You know, I know that we're paid. We're supposed to be sweet, sugar and spice, and everything nice and whatever. But no, I don't want to share in my little Women's <laughs> Month. I'm not sharing it with biologically born men. Not not for nothing. Nothing against you. If you're if you identify as a woman. I'll help you put the lashes on. I have no problem. Seriously, <laughs> I have no problem if that's how you identify and be free. That Go for it. But don't infringe on me. Don't infringe on my rights. Don't take job opportunities from females and women like Dr. Levine. Right? Dr. Levine, think about that, from Pennsylvania and now works for the Biden administration and was born as Dr. Richard Levine, Harvard-educated doctor certainly had every privilege in life as a white male right and then and then went on to work within the governor wolf administration and then decides later in life well i'm going to be i'm going to transition to a woman good for you but now the first admiral with a position such as dr levine that the first admiral as a woman dr levine declaring that and saying oh i'm the first woman no 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 you're the first biologically born man who's now taking the job opportunity from a woman. Mm-hmm. It's a sin. I mean, this is my problem with the Biden ah. administration as a whole. They sit right. there and they claim to be this this amazing change. And instead of letting someone like Kamala Harris uh, or, or, I mean, anyone, his Supreme Court justice, all this, it's all pandering. I mean, he is legitimately, if you want to think about it the way that Democrats continue to think about it and talk about people on the right, Joe Biden has perpetuated a system that has allowed them to not have black women in positions of power and minorities in general. So the fact that he's doing it now in his final stretch as he's president to get all these brownie points and take it away from those communities it's it's disgusting. I mean, as to your yeah. point, it's a sin. It is. It is. And retire then. Joe Biden, if you so greatly want to give all these opportunities, it's always the white dudes. Do you ever notice that? Whether it's Mayor yep. Jim Kenney, Larry Krasner, what's the pattern here? Hey, guys, if you want to give the opportunities to to trans individuals, then leave your job and give it to that person. The hell with that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> and this is the truth of these partisan politicians who are full of it, and it's wrong, and we suffer. We the people, and we the women suffer. Speaking of great women, let's go to Irene in Harleysville. Hey, Irene. Hi, how are you? Good. Thanks for calling this Monday morning. Um, yeah, I'm calling because um, of the pizzeria story. Amy's Pizzeria. Um, the one in Hatboro? Yep. Um, I think maybe I have a different perspective. Um, first of all, I think that her losing her cool was not a good thing. She should have not been using profanity yeah. and yelling and screaming. But by the same token, I kind of think she was triggered. And I guess my, my point is, if you consider all of what's going on nationally in the country, you know, with the protesters in front of Brett Kavanaugh's home, the riots of 2020 where businesses were burnt to the ground, I mean, all of it, you know, four, three or four million illegal immigrants, you know, why wouldn't somebody at this point in time be triggered? But for the chief of police in Hatboro to want to charge her, with ethnic harassment, I mean, is that truly a law? Yeah, 
it's uh it's called racial they've charged her past tense they she is charged and I mean, it's called let me look up the exact it's called ethnic intimidation so it's uh, some of the headlines are calling it uh, under hate crime laws she's not charged if you look up the charge because sometimes those make good headlines but it's called ethnic intimidation that's what it that's what it's called well, again, you know, I feel for her. I'm sorry that she lost her cool, but she didn't have any weapons. She didn't really threaten or, or do a violent act. I mean, she was reacting to a television program, and it triggered her, and so she went on this rant. But now, you know, it's become this big story. Nobody will let it die. And what I'm afraid of is that somebody's going to dox her and she's going to wind up, you know, not in a very safe situation. So I think Mm -hmm. all of this was blown out of proportion. I really do. And I feel for her. And the thing of it is, I think the pizzeria owner is very sympathetic. He doesn't even want to file charges. Right. She didn't want the trouble. Pardon? He he didn't want all the trouble, and in fact, um, he was the one who said, "Please, because they're worth this woman." And that's why I'm not repeating her name. If you notice, we aired her name initially; it was reported, but I'm I'm not repeating the name because, in mm-hmm. truth, it was it was widely reported that there were people outside of her home. And she had been threatened and harassed. And so that's this gentleman who's the owner um, named Omar Quinones, he actually spoke out about this and mm-hmm. said, please, please don't uh, don't try to find out where this woman lives. There were mistaken identity cases. So people were not only outside her home, they went to other homes of other sort of blonde haired moms who kind of looked <laughs> like her. If you can even imagine this, Irene. And 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 so the the owner was coming out saying, "Please don't go outside somebody's home. Please don't threaten anybody. Thank you for supporting so supporting me." And he went way out of his way to even say, "This has never happened in a decade." You know, right. to your point, exactly. I I think he sounds like a reasonable yes. person. I think part of the problem is the employee who decided to film this, and as soon as you film it, you know it's going to go out on waves. And I, I feel sorry for the woman. I, I think probably she does have a problem. But, you know, ranting and raving in the pizzeria is not equal to protesters being in front of Brett Kavanaugh's house for a month mm-hmm. and no one doing anything about That's that. True. Or Or gangs of teenagers walking into Wawa, you know, destroying it, taking stuff, walking out. Nobody knows who it was. Nobody's right. looking for them. But we have this woman, again, I I feel badly for her, that she lost her cool, and now it's become this big story. Yeah. It's way out of bounds. Yeah. Well, I thank you. I thank you for your compassionate take. Thank you. Thank you, as always, Irene, for calling. I I will just say that um, apparently the, the woman that we're talking about, she has come out and said she's not a racist person. She described herself as emotionally unstable. <laughs> um, so it sounds like there there is um, a mental health issue going on yeah. here, and I think that was kind of obvious. Yeah. To to all of us, 
Look, nobody can nobody condones. Obviously, we've been talking about this for nobody condones what was said. It was horrible. And Anthony and I were talking, you know, we've talked about this multiple times just off off the broadcast saying, I don't know if I could have been like some of the other people behind her. And the people behind her, one of them looked like a 12 year old kid. Um, But I if I were standing there in line, I think, you know, me well enough. I would not have remained silent as, and and I'm not, I'm not putting down anybody to say, Oh, you were silent. You should have said something. That's not what I'm saying here. Cause most of them that you see their kids behind her. And I think one person who was an adult was calling 911. I think I would have, I would have definitely jumped in and said, ma'am, think about this. You're, you're on camera right now. This is being broadcast. Well, and she changed her tune the second she knew she was being recorded, but I would have jumped in just said, ma'am, what you're saying, I hope you don't mean this. You are way out of line. Let's take a breather here. Are you okay? Yeah. And yeah. it's amazing. And I'm just giving this as a tip. It's amazing in my life when I've seen somebody acting out like this and going off on somebody in a store, any kind of a business. And all I did during multiple times, I've done it in the grocery store line, was to look at somebody and say, are you okay? And I had one time... A woman actually broke down. She just looked at me, stopped, and broke down in tears. Yeah. I think that it, it would have diffused it if, in, it, but you have to be careful because people are afraid. I think people were afraid to jump in because why? They think, does, well, I don't know, does, does this woman have a weapon? Is yeah, she going to go off on me? Is she going to punch me? But I do think that's one little thing that I'll give to you that I've used multiple times in my life and fairly recently and just say to somebody, Hey, can I just ask you? Are, are you okay? You you would be shocked. Yeah. By that, by what happens next? Yeah. No, I think that's a really good point, and people just I kind of put out their external frustrations and tell their people in a bigoted way sometimes, and just lose their mind. And sometimes it isn't even in a bigoted way; they just take out their anger on other people. And I'm again, I'm not trying to take any excuse for this woman. I think everything she did was it should be denounced. And I mean. To that last caller's point, I get what she's saying. Nobody should be treated with this, you know, docs culture and people outside your house. But at the same time, no business owner should have to be bombarded by some person who loses their mind over a Spanish television channel. When, I mean, we're at the point, half the commercials we see on TV are probably Spanish now. So it's... It, it, I, yeah. you can't. I, I'm not trying to say that the woman deserves any of that. I think you can't fight fire with fire, and this is a good story that shows that because the ownership, he's trying to do that exact opposite thing. He does not want this to turn into a toxic situation, and he wants to to approach it with compassion, which I I do admire. Yeah one one of the things she described as she's um, spoken out about this, she apologized repeatedly, and um, when asked about what's going on in her life because she had admitted that she was emotionally unstable. She says that she was dealing with um, multiple cancer diagnoses, including breast cancer. And she is, according to, I guess, a neighbor or community member, a caregiver to her ill father. Obviously, none of this is any excuse for what happened, right? But, um, But I think what's fascinating and what's great here, I'll say, is that the community, there's a lot of compassion and despite the the racist rant that happened, you know, a lot of people in the community saying, you know what, I, I don't want to persecute this person. I hope they get the help they need. But she has been uh, one of the reasons that police got involved. 
they just banned her from that pizza shop. They said, I guess it's kind of kind of like um again, it wasn't requested, but they've just said stay away from that that we just want you to stay away from that business. So I guess that was from the the Montgomery County DA. Some of you, oh my goodness, we're running. I'll get to your calls. Um, let's get to real quick, John in Center City, if we could. Hey, John. Yes, Miss. Yes. Hi. Good morning. I'd hey, like John. to just say one thing that I think we should let this terrible racist rant go because in Center City, when they had all these riots and they vandalized all the businesses, they burned some of them down. Yep. They they vandalized CVS's. They burned down so many small businesses in uh, on Walnut Street and Chestnut Street. They vandalized everything with grand, with graffiti, and we let it go. They vandalized 87 police cars. Anybody that was arrested is out on community service, and we let it go. We have a spirit. We have a spirit of forgiveness, and I think we should forgive this woman. When you go into a CVS and everybody is shoplifting, Krasner lets those people go. When you're in Center City and you, if you get beaten up or your car gets stolen, we let it go. I think we should try to deplore what she did. But I think we should let it go because that's the spirit that we're living in. Ah, uh, well, that's a you know, this is a sweet thing to say. I I will, I will tell you that as you were talking, I thank you for your call and the point that you make. When I look up the latest on, <clears throat> and this is not even this is just one report that after those riots that we're talking about, the insurance companies say that there were billions in damage, billions with a B. So a minimum of $2 billion, and those were the damages that might have been covered by insurance, okay? That that doesn't even count the pieces that were not covered by it. Here in Philadelphia, millions of dollars in damage, the burning that went on. The difference I'm going to say, I'm going to point out here, is that there were, there were uh, racial words by those rioters that were being, you know, there were slurs against business owners, and we saw... Particularly in the Northeast, we saw in Chinatown, we saw the Asian community mm-hmm. that was repeatedly, there were race, racial slurs, etc. And none of those individuals who did that were shamed in the way that this woman was. I don't know, maybe I'm comparing orange, oranges and apples, but since, since you're calling about it, John, I'll just mention that. That none of those people were shamed in the way that this one woman is being shamed. It's true. And so ultimately... There's no pass here. This woman has been charged. She has to have a court proceeding. She very well will face a fine and some kind of have to go to some some kind of um, maybe rehab or, or some kind of classes, etc. Whereas none of those more than at least a thousand people, right, who were all given just a, a blank slate who were told you're you just get to be exonerated in the city of Philadelphia by Krasner and Kenny. Remember that? It was about a thousand. Yeah. And all the, you know, millions of dollars in, in business loss. So it's very different, is it not? People who actually cause physical damage, threaten business owners, they got nothing. No, I mean, it is a solid point. And I think really to that point, the Democrats continue to give a pass with some of these violent uh, perpetrators on their own end. 
And this actually came up this weekend with yeah. KGP went viral talking about their most recent crime bill. And I, I think this ties in perfectly. This is what she was saying uh, as the Democrats prop out their latest crime bill. Listen in. I did talk to the team and we have a couple of things that I just want to lay out for all of you. And on what the D.C. bill does, it reduces maximum penalties uh, for offenses like murders and other homicides, armed, armed home invasion burglaries, armed, armed carjackings, as I mentioned, armed robberies, unlawful gun possession and some uh, sexual assault offenses. Yeah, so this is White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre asked about the revisions to this D.C. criminal code with the White House and Biden supporting it. So we'll talk about that moving forward. Why support it? This is the Democrats taking over, funding the police, I guess. Yeah, and at the end there, <laughs> she talks about uh, unregistered guns and being light on uh, on on prosecuting them, which uh, is the anti-gun administration that's crazy it's ridiculous upside down land for sure we have so much more ahead and you'll hear more at the top of the hour about this local comedian who just got fired why why is he fired what's not funny by he's a journalist but on his own time had a podcast was cracking some jokes and is now fired this is making some local news and making national news all of that and so much more 855-839-1210 if you want to sound off and we'll continue to take your calls at Don Stensland. If you want to hit me on Twitter or DM me, we're going to be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 